Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. It's July 17th, 2016, and it is our Sunday brunch show, 11 o'clock. So pull up a cup of tea, pull up a cup of coffee, a snack, and join me and my esteemed co-host, Bob Deal. How you doing, Bob? Not too bad. You know, Rosie, I always have a story. You know that, right? I do. Every week. And, well, this is no different. I was making breakfast this morning. I got done. I'm eating before the show. My wife comes in and goes, God, it's smoky in here. Well, my mother used to have a saying. When she cooks, when it's smoking, it's cooking. When it's burning, it's done. Right? (laughs) Well, when, I don't even know if I was born yet. But my father used to sit down on a meal and said, God, I wish you could cook like my mother. It was like every single meal. Mm-hmm. Every meal, she, he'd say that. So she got upset. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I mean, my mother was actually a pretty good cook. Mm-hmm. So she got upset, and one time she burned the hell out of the food. <laughs> oh, she didn't tell me I can't cook. He comes in, sits down. He looks around and says, my mother's here. And she said, no, no she's not. My mother's here. This is her cooking. And my mother about had a fit. My grandmother would burn the food because she couldn't cook. My mother was a good cook, and I wasn't good enough. He, he had to have it burned. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's pretty, that's pretty wild. <laughs> I actually hadn't thought about that story in years until my wife said, God, it's smoky in here. It's smoky in here. That's, all. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I want to remind our listeners about our phone number here. It's uh, 347-677-0699. Um, join us a little bit later at about 1130 or 1140 Pacific time because we're going to be joined by actress Toy Lay, and we're going to be discussing the differences between stage combat and real combat, all the way down from choreography um, to technique to everything like that. And also in a few minutes, uh, we might have the opportunity to speak with Sifu Malia Bernal, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about her upcoming event, uh, Cynthia Rothrock Celebrity Roast. So stay tuned, folks. Give us a call at 347-677-0699 if you have questions for Malia about the Cynthia Rothrock Celebrity Roast, or if you have any questions for Toy Lay about uh, the differences between stage combat and uh, real combat. All right. So... We're back after a weekend of not having a show. Bob and I were at Dragon Fest last week. So let's talk a little bit about Dragon Fest, Bob. Man, what did you think about everything that happened last weekend? I, I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic weekend. We got to hang out with some good friends. We went to Benny Hanna's. We got some amazing interviews. Met a lot mm-hmm. of cool people. Had our new backdrop up. 
that everybody was everybody. using to take photos in front of everybody yep. because Cynthia Rothrock was right there. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was, you know, and that worked out, you know, just by chance, everybody, because Bob and I had no idea where we were going to put the, the backdrop. We were going to put it next to the table that, that the backdrop was next to, but then we realized we couldn't get into the table if the backdrop was there. So we just switched out with the, uh, 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 with the vendor there. They had no problem with it because Cynthia Rothrock was right across from us and we had no idea until she got there. Um, and that was really cool. Uh, so we uh, managed to debut all of our Renaissance uh, gear, our new logo and, and uh, hats and stuff like that. And uh, we also got interviewed by Alan Woodman and uh, that actually made the official announcement of our Renaissance and the official announcement that Kathy Long was a co-host of our show. It was a great weekend. Lots of great people. So busy. Don't you think? It was like buzzing all freaking day. I had to go to work to rest. I had to go back to work on Monday just to rest a little bit. I know, right? Because we were standing so long, we were not seating, sitting at all, and my feet hurt for three days. Yeah, yeah, and my my feet, oh, it was awful. It was, uh, uh, as you know, I, you know, as everyone knows, who, who knows me, I have plantar fasciitis, and uh, standing all day and interviews and walking around and stuff like that. I think I got to sit down for only about 10 minutes, but when we went to, um, uh, uh, what was the name of that park Dinner? where we saw where we saw oh, oh, uh, Hazel, Hazel Teen Park. Yeah, Hazel Teen Park. When we oh, went to the park, oh Echo yeah, Park. Yeah, when we went to Echo Park, I felt like something in my right foot rip in my shoe. I was like, what? What it? Oh. What, you know, rip rip away from my heel. I mean, I'm used to it, so it's not like I'm gonna fall down and you know. But it feels like it, it feels like Velcro peeling away from so if you imagine this folks this is kind of funny if you imagine that the whole bottom of your foot including you know your heel and stuff like that is attached to the rest of the surface of your foot by velcro right imagine that velcro like coming unvelcroed and how it would feel as far as you know pain muffled by like five that's what i felt i took one step uh, you know, up one of those hills when we were walking back to the car, Bob, and I felt rip, and I was like, right. uh-huh, <laughs> that's going that's oh. gonna to you know, and just, it's, it's just all that standing, right? So, uh, but right. It, you know what? I would do it again. I'm just glad that it wasn't a two-day event. I would do it again every month. You know, if he had a drinking fest every month, I would, I would do it. Well, no, okay, maybe not every month. Every six months. <laughs> every, every six every months, six, yeah. So I. Every six months, not every month. But, you know, it, it was great. Um, the museum, uh, you know, uh, all the proceeds went to the museum, and I'm hoping the museum, um, you know, got the, gets to get what it needs. Because I know Michael Matsuda needs a lot of stuff for the museum to uh, to keep it going. So, But, yeah, it was really cool. I had a... I had a great time, great interviews, great people, awesome, great entertainment. It was great. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, so what, and this is yep. the first first time that they had that kind of entertainment. Right. Uh, and, and, it, and it was really good, too. I mean, there was uh, 
the cast of the martial arts kid talking about talking about the movie um, and its progress since its release. We had John Krang's stunt crew doing a uh, a very cool skit that highlighted stunt uh, stunt choreography and stunt fighting. Uh, Taiko drummers that was really awesome. Um, and just all sorts of all sorts of cool stuff. Now I didn't get to see, but Bob, did, did do you know if the Shaolin monks actually showed? Well, they were there because I said hello to a couple of them because they're the same group that performed at uh, Clark Tang's grand opening a year ago, or God, it may have been even two years ago now. Mm. Uh, so I, I saw them there. So I think they performed. We were just we couldn't. You and I could not see everything. You and I could barely see anything. Well, we couldn't say we we could barely see across the room. <laughs> I, I know, right? That was that was. That I like I did like the venue. The venue was cool. Yep. Yep. I think I think you know if it if it gets a little bigger, he's probably gonna have to. He's probably gonna have to expand again. But I think he's probably good for another year in that same venue. I think. Oh, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, before our guests give us a call, why don't we uh, go ahead and start on some uh, some birthdays and some announcements before everyone calls in. So who do you have for birthdays on your end there, Sifu Bob? You know, I, th- I think we can do that, actually. My birthdays this week are Noel Lankoban. His birthday is on the 18th. A good friend of the show is Brom Frank. His birthday is on the 19th. Uh, somebody we saw at Dragon Fest last week, Jason Sterling. His birthday is mm-hmm. on the 20th. Uh, good friend and fan of the show, Rich Boyce. His uh, birthday is on the 20th. Jimmy Porter, his birthday is on the 21st. And a good martial artist that I've known a really long time without knowing that I knew him, uh, Ron Kazakowski. His birthday is on the 21st. And who do you want to hear? I want to send birthday outs to one of my very best. Lynn Yancha, her birthday is on the 21st. Uh, tai Chi, well-known Tai Chi instructor David Dorian Ross, also on the 21st. Um, to backtrack a little bit, July 17th, that's today. One of my uh, sword sword play students, John Anamali, is, he's uh, turning 26 today. An old friend of mine, uh, Raven Jameson, his birthday is also today. And an old friend from junior high. I've known since junior high. Um, Debbie Thompson Whitford. Happy birthday, Deb. Also today. All right. On the 21st, <clears throat> we've got Oloye Ifagbemi Fase, also known as Tuhan Brandon Jordan. His birthday's on the 21st. On the 22nd, a previous student of mine, David Markovich. Um, on the 23rd, Fawn Tran. And uh, that's it for my birthday. So for everyone having a birthday the week of the 17th through the, <laughs> I don't know when next Saturday is. I think it's the 23rd <laughs> through the 23rd. 23rd, that's right. Yep, that's right. This tune is for you. I want to wanna wish you a happy birthday. I want to wanna help you celebrate. Bossy, bossy in the island way 
You'll be jamming all night till the light of day. Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine. Another year and you'll be looking fine. So have no worries, just in hesitate. everyone happy birthday let's make it a great birthday week all right shout outs upcoming events do you have any on your docket there bob uh no not really you know we have the uh uh tournament gathering the gathering of champions Mm -hmm. in october in gardena to be held Mm -hmm. by uh jason and uh angie mencia Mm-hmm. Uh, well, of course, we have Cynthia Rothrock Rose coming up in four weeks from yesterday. Right. That'll be a good time. We'll see a lot of uh, a lot of friends, a lot of family. It'll be an intense weekend. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Sifu Angie's uh, tournament. I thought that she was competing in it and, and had asked, you know, if we could show up to you know, judge and and cover it via radio but i i found out that they're putting it on it's their first yeah. tournament. so you know i'm like well we can't miss that bob we, you know we definitely can't so it'll be it'll be really fun it'll be great to see everyone and i told her that i would help judge and stuff like that and that you would i spoke for you too <laughs> that you'd be a great head judge for a ring or two or five <laughs> oh, oh good Guys, you are like my wife. You're volunteering me for stuff I didn't even talk about. <laughs> I'm your girl, but man. I'm, since, I'm your girl. But since you're mentioning it, you're coming out of retirement to compete. We can't leave that out. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, you know, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, what, you forgot. No, well, no, I meant, no, no, no. I, I didn't forget that I was coming out of retirement, but I don't know what. I was thinking when, <laughs> when I mentioned it. I said, right? it's your first tournament right on, sister. You know, I'll, 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 you know, I'll help out if you need trophies put together. I know that's a pain in the ass, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, I, and she's like, oh, thank you. And then she wrote, enter. This was on the comments when I did the Facebook Live thing a few days ago. And I, don't, I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, enter. You know, so I wrote back, enter. And she wrote, compete. And then I went, I went compete with what? And she goes, no, you enter the tournament. And I went, what? I haven't competed since like 2001. It's been like, you know, 15 years. She's like, so, and I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what, sister. You, I will come out of tournament retirement and I'll compete. And she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, okay. I'll, uh. So now I'm like, now I'm committed. So now I got to start training. <laughs> I've got... I've got I've got about how many months? Six months? I got about six months. So so I'm gonna. You got about four. Four months. Okay. So I I gotta get to training. I gotta like uh, lube out. No, three months. You gotta get training really hard. You got three months. Let's see. July. Oh, you're right. Okay. 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 Yeah. I I need to I need to start training like every day because I told them I was gonna I was gonna show uh, Chen style Tai Chi. All right. <clears throat> well, that's uh, I think that's it for our announcements right now. Now, speaking of the uh, Cynthia Rothrock Celebrity Roast, uh, we have a special guest. We've got uh, Sifu Malia Bernal joining us. Sifu Malia, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing great, but I want to know. I have a question. Have you had your cup of coffee before we I... talk? <laughs> <laughs> and did you put coffee in the filter? I did. actually, you know, I lucked out. My cousin, my cousin, like set the uh, set the timer on the coffee machine, so there was extra strong coffee this morning. And I've had two cups. And thanks for looking out for me, Malia. <laughs> oh, well, good morning to both of you. How are you guys? Doing? Good morning, people. Good. good morning, people. We're doing great. We are. Yes, we were looking forward to your phone call, and we're looking forward to, as well as all of our listeners. I'm sure they are oh, looking I forward to so. information. I want to thank you for allowing me to come on and talk about the roast and give it its last push, so to speak. And yes. uh, I wanted to actually tell you a little bit about the venue. We all know about Cynthia. We all know the roast is August the 13th. And I wanted mm-hmm. to explain why I decided on the venue that I'm having this roast in. It's actually mm-hmm. uh, the Aries Hotel. And because I lived in Europe for such a long time, I always liked the, the flair and the touch of Europe. And if you mm-hmm. drive by this hotel, it just looks like any other hotel. I mean, it's big. And, you know, but what makes it different is when you open the front door and you walk in. I feel like I was back in old Europe. Now, the roast itself, it starts out with a garden party. And wow. the garden party literally is in a garden surrounded by, I think they were olive trees. And you look oh, up to the sky. It has uh, twinkle lights and all of the trees. It's outdoors. Mm. Oh, this is going to uh, be fun. Wow. wow, I have a no-host bar, and I'm, you know, there'll be, I'm offering appetizers, and we have amazing appetizers, but I'm not buying the alcohol. You have to buy your own drink. <laughs> but, but no, no, wait, wait, wait a minute, Cecil. Didn't you just say open bar? I thought that's what I heard. No, no, no. I said no host. <laughs> no host. No host. Oh, no host. host. I misunderstood. No, 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 no. Oh, I, See, what I really yeah. heard was open, open bar for Bob. That's what I really heard. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, the, that's a social hour, which Cynthia will be uh-huh. there. You can mingle with her, talk to her on a one-on-one basis. And you know what? I get the same feedback from everybody. They say, we see Cynthia all the time. Why do we want to come to her roast? And I think, oh, my God, I'm glad you're not my friend. I don't care how many times I don't care how many times you see somebody that you profess to love, care for. She's my buddy. If she's being honored as the second woman that I know of that has ever been roasted, and you know there's going to be some amazing stories that they're going to tell about her yeah. that we have never heard. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but also, exactly. you know, it's Cynthia's night. It's the night for Cynthia, and not yeah. for anybody else. And not. And I thought, okay, I want to do this first-class affair because I look at Cynthia as a first-class lady. And I mm-hmm. wanted to honor her in that matter. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, we don't want to dress up. Well, you know what? You're big boys and girls now. Sometimes we have to <laughs> put on a, a, something a little nicer. And so I would ask that maybe this wasn't too much to ask. But mostly I wanted to let you know that about the garden party. And it's so cool when the garden party is over they have chimes. They're going to ring a bell to let us know. 
the French doors were now open, and we go into a separate dining room. Wow. We sit down, we sit down and your food is served to you. Now, while Whoa. we're having our meal, now, I don't want anybody that's in the martial art world to be offended when I decided at my roast I didn't want to have any martial art performances because it's not about martial arts. It's about its success of a woman. And mm-hmm. I wanted to have entertainment that was also successful. So mm-hmm. what better entertainment than Julius Melendez? And for those of you that don't know him, he's won multi-Grammy awards. He was on the Supernatural CD with Santana. He did a world tour with Santana. He also won the Grammy for the Song of the Year, Smooth. I mean, please. He is my entertainment for the whole evening. He will be playing in the background. He will strum. He will play a little bit in the garden party. But he's also going to be involved with the roasting. He said, Maria, you need an MC. I'll introduce you. And then you can introduce me. He's such a cool man. So wow. this is my entertainment for the evening. So when I try to tell people who complain that $125 is too much, excuse me, I pay $125 to feed two people sometimes, and I don't mm-hmm. get Julius Melendez. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, the entertainment is amazing. The you know, that gets a cheer, cheer up there. Yes. This is going to be you're getting, you're getting a roast and a banquet and a great meal. And then, you know, we all see Don Wilson. We all see Art Camacho. We all see all of these people all the time. Because mm-hmm. there's always something a little bit different when you have them in a different game. And now they're going to be roasters. And I'm going to have a little story on each of them. Cynthia may be getting roasted, but, boy, I've got something on each of them as well. So I, I just want to make sure that if people don't know this, they hear it, they understand what the evening's about, and that they buy the tickets and they come. I mean, I don't know what more to offer. I think it's a fabulous evening. Uh, we get to see Cynthia blush. That's yeah, <laughs> that's worth $125 because, you know, the, yeah. as much of a professional as, and a legend that Cynthia is, you know, I mean, me and Bob were just talking about this the other day, Malia, that, you know, Cynthia is one of the most grounded and down to earth women that we know. You know, a lot of yeah. people say that like stars and stars are a bit aloof, maybe a little bit arrogant. And that's not Cynthia. I mean, so if Cynthia is- has the means, she will be and talk to each one of them and it's just it's just so great to be able to to you know to be able to well you know and to a lot of people a, that don't, you know don't know this about Cynthia is that you know she was amazing in the martial art world but she really is the only American martial artist who has made so many movies now I, right. I can say that I can say this to you because I've said it to Cynthia. I never say anything behind someone's back that I wouldn't say to her face. Now, I Mm -hmm. told Cynthia, I didn't like all of your movies, but I did like the martial arts that you did in each and every movie. And I know, Cynthia, when you travel to Hong Kong to make movies, that is work. 
that is brutal on your body. You put in your time. You were the only one from America who has lasted. And you're still out there, and they're still looking for you to do projects. So Cynthia deserves to be honored. My yes. God, she's, uh, she's American-born, growing, you people. We all mm-hmm. say we love her. Just show her how much you love her by attending exactly. her roast. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it looks like somebody might have a question for you regarding this. Let's go ahead and take this call. What do you think, Bob? Go ahead. Absolutely. All right. Let's go ahead and take this call. Area code 860. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Who's this? Hey, hey guys. It's Rich Boyce. Hi, Rich. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Pretty good, pretty good. We're talking about the Cynthia Rothrock Celebrity Roast. We've got Sifu Malia Bernal, the host of the roast with the mostest. <laughs> I, just, I, don't know how I, <laughs> came, I don't know how I came up with that. Well, so do you have any, uh, <laughs> any questions about the roast, Rich? God, all these R words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I just, uh, you know, called in and, and um, I, I, um, I pressed the um, – the, um, I first the the talking button, button just in case I, do, I just I do in case I in, in case I do have a question you know coming up okay. but um you know but uh yeah you know I, um too bad I can't get out there you know for the celebrity roast but you know it, I know it's gonna be a, a hit you know as you know um every event every event that the Cindy Rothrock has you know um you know is 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 always a hit you know so right very cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, no, I, I, we agree, Malia, that, you know, if, come on folks, you know, if you, if you love Cynthia, if you're a fan of Cynthia Rothrock, 125 bucks at the Aries hotel, you get a garden party, a social hour, dinner, a roast and incredible entertainment. I mean, for $125 and a little bit of cleaning up and maybe an evening gown and a bow tie. So you can't get any better than throw in. I got to throw something in. I forgot to mention. Mm -hmm. We have a dessert bar. (laughs) We have a what? Oh, dessert bar. I'm there. (laughs) No, at the end of every meal, you know, you can have a little dessert. Forget that. I have a gigantic bar of different desserts, and you can go get Mm. your dessert anytime you want after the meal. Nice. Very cool. That's going to be so good. That's going to be so good. I'm not a Bob and I will grab our desserts and sit right next to you, and we'll have like a little, we'll have a little uh, <laughs> bonfire dessert fest. Right. <laughs> with coffee. With well, lots I, of coffee. Tell, tell us a little bit more about. When when do the tickets stop? When do you stop selling tickets? Is there an upcharge at the door? You and I have talked about this, but tell our listeners. Say that again. It's not coming through clear. Okay. What, t- tell us about ticket sales. When do the tickets go off selling online? Uh, is there if the ones they and once they do stop selling, are tickets available at the door and at a higher price? Tell us a little bit more. Oh my God! It must be my phone. You're cracking away. I oh. something about price. You see, can you maybe yeah. I hear your voice? Yeah. Can you translate, Rusty? <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, Bob is wondering if you could tell our listeners about 
what the ticket deadline is and and oh, if my um, ticket deadline. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to be perfectly truthful. I've got to make my ticket deadline uh, commitment within. Uh, let's see what is today. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, I would like it if people are going to purchase tickets, they please buy them by Thursday because I have to decide, am I going to, yes or no, with the venue and with the entertainment. You know, the road may be August the 13th, but when people do events, you have a deadline. And so Mm -hmm. I have a deadline, so I have to get a deadline to people who want to purchase tickets. So I can't wait till the last moment and then... So, no, I, I would like if anybody's going to purchase tickets that uh, you do so. And there's several ways to do it. You know, if you go on to Facebook and you go to my Facebook page, all you need to do is just uh, search for like to remember and PayPal mm-hmm. will pop up. But if you don't want to do that, majority of the people have just been sending checks. You can also do that. Just get in touch with me and I can tell you how to do so. But whatever, you know, don't don't wait till the last minute because we all might miss the boat. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. And if everyone if everyone and this is going out to anyone listening within my, within earshot of my voice, if you wait till the last minute, it uh several things happen if you try to buy tickets all at the same time on PayPal. You can technically crash it. And if it crashes, then you'll end up either A, not getting a ticket that you thought you paid for or paying for more than one ticket than, than you thought you paid for. So you don't want to crash the PayPal site. Number two, if the tickets run out, they run out, period. You know, I don't know if we're going to be able to get any more tickets for you. Uh, so, you know, please, folks, you know, by the 21st, this coming Thursday, please contact people Malia Bernal. Um, if you have any questions, contact her. Um, do you have anyone else working with you um, regarding tickets, Leah? Is Claudia still working with you on that? Oh, you guys are, you sound like you're writing and doing this show. For yeah, I have to, I have to, I have to mute Rich's mic because it sounded like he was riding a horse outside or something like that. So I'll get your, I'll get your mic put up again, Rich, but I have to, I have to mute it. Um, so get you get your tickets, folks, by next Thursday, July 21st. Please don't wait until the next minute. Um, uh, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Um, as I told you a couple days ago, Sifu, uh, Malia, that Bob and I are going to be going around um, to all the tables and trying to get their, you know, trying to get a few words from everyone uh, before the roast actually starts. And we're going to try to put together a little, uh, just a little, you know, video snippet montage um, for you and Cynthia. Cool. So cool. I think that would that be great. That is so incredible. And you know what? I just thank you two for hopping on board and helping me out and being supportive and caring and spreading the word. God bless both of you. It's our pleasure. Oh, you too, Cynthia. It's thank our pleasure. You. Thank you. Well, well we're going to continue okay, to. Okay, well, I better yeah. let you guys do some real work now. <laughs> <laughs> I better hang up so you can get down oh. to serious business. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Sifu Malia, and we'll see you. We're just going to say we'll see you August 13th because we'll make it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> we will Seriously. be there. 
Thank you, awesome. guys. Love you, and God bless you. Bye. Oh, love you, love too. You. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. And that was Sifu Malia Bernal, <clears throat> the host with the most <laughs> for the roast of, <laughs> of Cynthia Rothrock. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So why don't we do this, folks? <clears throat> Let's go ahead and take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with actress Toy Lee um, about the differences between stage combat and uh, real combat. So we'll be back in about, oh, four minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this. High school is a time for figuring things out, like finding the square root of X when your ex won't stop texting you, or how to write an essay on 12th night the night before it's due. It's about making friends and making memories. It's about deciding where you fit, where you stand, and what you simply won't stand for. Long after class is dismissed, after you've left the hall and moved on with life, after you've forgotten all the answers to all the tests, you'll remember the day you figured out the kind of person you were gonna be. Stand up for someone being bullied, and they'll never forget you. Stand up to bullying. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Heart Truth is a campaign sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to raise awareness about heart health. One thing that everyone can do to support heart health is to get moving. Health and fitness expert Dr. Pamela Peake says that small steps can lead to big benefits. Throughout the day, just get up and move more. Park your car in the farthest parking spot. Find any excuse to walk as you live your busy life. The key to heart health is regular physical activity and a balanced diet. I help get my patients educated and motivated to stay active every single day. That's why I'm behind the Heart Truth campaign and those who partnered with it, like Diet Coke. Join them this month as they work to educate, inspire, and motivate by visiting dietcoke.com slash hearttruth. Inside this little Burbank building. This is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? 
If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All right, we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Restita and Robert. We're going to be talking with actress Poi Lee and uh, talking about the differences between stage combat and uh, real combat. So I'm going to turn the mic to Sipu Bob, who will introduce our special guest. Okay. Uh, Poi Lee and I are friends on Facebook. We've met each other in real time for some coffee. And she's not quite as, as non-politically correct as I am, but who is? <laughs> <laughs> we talk, we give it each other every time she shows a picture of her bird, I think she's flipping me off. Let me introduce, help me welcome to the show. Actress, stunt woman, Toy Lay. Toy, welcome to the show. How are you guys? Welcome to the show, Toy, right on. Glad to have you take some time out of your schedule to be with us this morning or this afternoon. Um, now, what uh, Bob and I normally like to do is uh, before we get into the discussion part of the show, uh, we'd like to have our guests just tell our listeners a little bit about uh, background um, in their career. Um, so if you could just uh, uh, very briefly tell our listeners about your, uh, your career as a stunt woman and how you got into acting, that kind of thing. Okay, cool. Uh, well, number one, uh, I, uh, I I know people think I do stunts. I, I do try to do them. I wouldn't call myself, uh, compared to the people that are just, you know, doing it all the time, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can, I can do some uh, minimal stunts. I will not take away from their true skill set, which is mm-hmm. just outrageous. Their, their, their skill set is outrageous. I'm I'm. Mm-hmm. I feel like an amateur compared to them. Um, having said that, I do have what I call um, body movement knowledge skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think every Got actor, everything, every actor needs to have body movement skills. Um, it's essential, and it's uh, to me, it's unfortunate when I, when uh, when they don't have them. Uh, and it's and unfortunately, it is actually more often than not. I think it mm-hmm. it, make, it fulfills you as a as a complete. Uh, actor artist type. Um, right. uh, so uh, I I uh, I wanted to go into acting to do action movies. So as soon as I realized that, I said, "Oh, you know, maybe I should take some kung fu lessons." <laughs> knowing <No. laughs> nothing, knowing nothing about anything really, you know. Uh-huh. But I just knew <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> be in action movies. So that's when I started. Um, uh, that's when I started uh, going into, uh, you know, uh, training in the martial arts. Uh, and, I mean, and it's been a while now. So, so wow. um, yeah, so, I mean, so I specifically train. Uh, I, I, I started off my training with proper self-defense training. I didn't understand the difference between, uh, between uh, uh, you know, with the different striations, of, uh, the subtleties between proper martial arts and martial arts for the camera. 
So I started mm-hmm. off doing um, just finding the place that I thought was the best, most most authentic. Because I live in America, mm-hmm. I don't live like in China, you know. Uh, right. And I knew I I know I wanted to work in Chinese martial arts, so I started. I looked for something that I thought that was the most authentic at the time, uh, and it was um, applicatory, uh, proper traditional self-defense kind of uh, martial martial arts. Um, and then as I got more knowledgeable about this whole thing, I realized, oh, I need to switch to camera technique. Oh, I got to change the way I do things. So um, the past 10 years has been strictly devoted to doing martial arts for the betterment of how it looks on camera, not necessarily for the betterment of the application, the applicatory technique. Wow, cool. Now, just out of curiosity, what the what style what styles of kung fu do you do? You oh, okay, so I started off I started off with um, hungar. Okay. Um, uh, <clears throat> very. Uh, I think I I think I, I think I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I want because it was like very Shaw Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like, that's it, that's totally it. Oh, uh, so it was very Shaw Brothers, and I was like. Instantly, like I knew, I knew that that's the one I want. Okay, so, um, so I started off with that, and then, um, which I still love, uh, and uh, I'm so, I actually am so grateful that I that that was what it was like. The universe was watching out for me. That was actually the right thing to do for me to go start off with this kind of applicatory kind of hungar southern style um, um, traditional. Chinese martial arts, and then mm-hmm. uh, I moved into. Um, I couldn't find someone who I really loved when I moved to New York, so I found somebody eventually who was uh, this unfreaking believable Tai Chi teacher. So mm-hmm. I went off and started doing Tai Chi for a bit, um, and then uh, when I came here, there was a whole bunch of wushu. So and um, so I decided so I started doing wushu here. Very cool. That's awesome. You were at the yes, I, training at the I USA pretty, Wushu Training Center? No. Um, the, I went to uh, – I have a coach. She's actually in town right now. She's only here half the year. Oh, oh, at all. got it. So, um, cool. so she, yeah, she doesn't – she's one of those types who doesn't speak any English. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I hear you. <laughs> That was yeah. my, that was my teacher before before she before she uh, got uh, versed in English and a lot of it was just all, all I knew was how and Kayo and I just got okay. little, you know jump higher <laughs> I think that was the first thing that I heard in English you must jump higher higher like, oh my god <laughs> I know so how and you yeah yeah how do yeah. you jump higher please tell me because I would love to jump higher I just don't See, know how to jump higher it's, you know stick. I mean the helper stick Mr. <laughs> 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 Hong had the helper stick literally if I were to make an approach for a, a, a jump front and air kick she would literally scoop my ass up with that with that stick oh really <laughs> and lift me up push and, you but up. of course push yeah, you up further yeah but yeah but it was more of a spank you know, and it, mm. it was more like I better jump and avoid the stick, right? But oh, okay. it's, it's um, okay. but yeah, I guess you know, I mean, it's been a while since I've done jumps like that. But time we're visiting, you know, maybe, maybe we if we get talking or whatever, you know, I've, <laughs> I've got some tips. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll bring a helper. Please. I need, <laughs> I need, a, I, I, I certainly need as much help as I can get. It's, it's all about body. It's, a, it's just, you know, it's all, all about the body mechanics and where your head goes. Yeah, the, it's the all mechanics, about where your head right. goes. Yeah, so, but, you know, maybe next time I'm down there. I'd, I'd love to meet you in person anyway. I think it would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Maybe Bob awesome. can, uh, can hook, the, hook, up hook me up with that. Yeah, can r- arrange a lunch or something. Um, but that's that's very cool. And um, now th- that's kind of a great segue. What you're what you're what you were talking about um, about you know finding styles that 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 fit you and um, you know Shaw Brothers kind of thing. Um, the the whole the whole premise of of stage combat versus real combat. I mean, you know, you're an, you're an actor and you know, you have to play for the camera. You have to hit marks. You have to not stack when you're, like, hitting, you know, people or whatever, whatever action you're doing. But on the other hand, you also do real martial arts, and you've learned the the realness, the reality behind it. So let's let's open the phone lines a little bit. So, folks, let's talk a little bit about the difference between stage combat, movie combat, and uh, real combat. Our phone number here is 347 Six seven seven zero six nine nine. We do have a caller that's been holding. Uh, let's uh, bring that line up and uh, see if he has any questions for you, Toy. Uh, you. Mr. Boyce, Rich, hi. Welcome yes. back, Rich. Do you have any Hello. questions, thoughts about uh, stage combat in comparison to, let's say, real reality-based self-defense? Okay. Yeah. So, um, First of all, uh, Troy, how are you today? Hi. Uh, um, so um, my question is, um, how is it, um, you know, um, how difficult is it to, um, um, to, to hold back or, or control the, um, your, your strikes or your kicks on stage versus um, when you're training um, in real martial arts uh, to 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 strike with with full speed, full power, um, and make the contact. How how difficult is it to um, to not strike the person when um, in in acting when you know when you have to like just miss the person in acting? Right. Well, you know that's a great, really great, that's a great question. question. It's a great question. Uh, it's very insightful, actually. Um, one, you have to train for it. Mm-hmm. I train for it all the time. I train to miss. I train to miss all the time. Isn't mm-hmm. that horrible? That's why. That's <laughs> why. No, really. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, I've done a. I've done stunt fighting, and yeah, Toy's saying it right off the bat. You have to train to miss. But go ahead, Toy. Yeah, so you have to train to miss. Number one, number two, you realize, um, and I don't, I don't know what. Uh, what's your name again? I'm, I apologize. It's Rich. 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 I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you. Um, I don't know what you train in, but my philosophy of martial arts over this over time has been, you know, it is absolutely a combination of internal and external energy. I'm in proper mm-hmm. martial arts. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I agree. Applica- applicatory, and it's even more, in my opinion, more. Uh, necessary for camera because mm-hmm. I actually, like I said, I train for the camera now 100%. I very rarely train for application anymore. I very rarely train for um, 
self-defense. Uh, uh, I would say the rate for, or or uh, competition fighting, I would say, I never spar anymore. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I would say that um, I the percentage is like 90% camera training, 5% power, mm-hmm. 5%, 5% sparring. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's how little I train that because all of my focus is completely, because uh, they're so, it's so horrible. Who, who thinks that it's a good idea to train to miss Right. When you're supposed to be training for the ring. That's mm-hmm. not a good idea. So yeah. they don't really work with each other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it, like, it, not, like those right. different training styles don't work with each very other. Very confusing. <laughs> it's a very yeah. confusing yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, ideal. really horrible. It's really, really horrible. And so I don't necessarily recommend, uh, you know, uh, here's the thing. If you're a new martial artist, and you've never trained for power, you need to learn how to train for power because martial arts is a mixture Indeed. of both. And when you're in camp, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 you need to, you know, in the beginning of your career, you need to train for both. But I've been training for so long, I don't need to train for power anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. I kind of skewed that a bit. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the same way. My foundation uh, in martial arts is American Kenpo, and, and we generate our power uh, almost instantly, you know, through mm-hmm. our body mechanics, you know, um, but we, um, and um, and when you talked about the internal and external um, training, you know, that's where my Wing Chun uh, comes in, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so, so, yeah. So what's really very interesting to me is, um, and I'm going to post, I don't have to post it, but I was going to say I'm going to post uh, this um uh, this thing, uh, this Doctor Strange um, trailer. I, I, I guess I don't want to because I don't want to diss anybody. But I want to, I want to post a Doctor <laughs> Strange uh, trailer on onto your site so that people know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What's really interesting about internal energy is that the camera actually picks it up. Right. Mm. Right. So, so if you, if you, if you. Um, if you move with internal energy, it shows up on camera so well, so well, and you can you can kind of back off on the power, you know. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually need to hit anybody with a lot of power, and it also also um, it, uh, greatly increases the safety of your of your movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I wouldn't. Now if you're an internal energy master, I wouldn't necessarily. Start throwing your internal energy into somebody else's body because that's not <laughs> cool. That's not. Yeah. That's not going to be helpful. Not expecting it, or or if they, you don't have their permission. <laughs> right. That's yeah, not right. Very cool. But but I mean, if you are it also, but I mean, I do believe if you're an internal energy master, you you know how to you know how to throw your energy. You know how not to throw it. You know what I mean? So. Um, right. So I, right. you know, I use the I use the rudiments of an internal energy to help my movements, but I don't necessarily throw it out my body. You know what I mean? So right. This way, mm-hmm. there's no harm to the other person. I'm not using power on the other person, but the camera picks it up completely. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about, Rich or Robert. Or, I, I, know, do. I, 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 I do. I do. I very very much do so actually. Um, yeah. I'm, so I, I focus so, a lot yeah. on, on on the internal uh, training because uh, uh, martial arts. Yes, martial arts is about um, you know it has has something to do with our physical um, training, but martial arts is is mainly 
our internal training, you know, mm-hmm. uh, everything, everything that we, you know, um, work, work towards is, is mainly internal um, training and, and our emotional and our, our energy and um, our um, confidence our, in our feelings, you know, making sure that, you know, that we, we bet ourselves um, on, the, on the inside first. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, you're talking. You're, I mean, if for people who out there who who don't understand this, I mean, just watch Star Wars and the Force. It actually is real. <laughs> that shit. Mm-hmm. That shit is actually real. I mean, it's so weird that I didn't even. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he. But George Lucas intentionally wanted to talk about it that way, but it actually really is a very nice defining gesture of what what internal energy is to me exactly you know like when i when i say it to people who are new students they're all of a sudden like oh i get it you know like okay good now 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 let's work on it you know you know yeah so um but uh but but yeah uh you know it's so 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 you know it's in my opinion, to be a complete martial artist, which I am not, again, uh, remember, I, I focus strictly for camera work. But if mm-hmm. I were to be a complete martial artist, like um, if I were to uh, do this for a life practice, you know, I, like some people have a life yoga practice or a life, you know, you know a life art, um, mm-hmm. then, I, then I would be doing power work and I would be doing external work as well as internal work at the same time. Mm-hmm. Constantly learning how to integrate the two, right? Because right. that to me, that to me, the yin and the yang, that 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 truly does exist to me, you know. And mm-hmm. and I and I think I would have come to this conclusion even if I wasn't Chinese. You know what I mean? Right, right. And well, if I could add to cool. that a little bit, um, oh, sorry, Bob, go ahead. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Oh, if I could add to that, if I may, twice, uh, this is yeah. directed toward uh, toward Rich. Um, you know, I've, I'm in complete agreement with what the Toy's talking about because, um, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, taught, I taught briefly with the USA Stuntmen's Association, specifically how nice. to teach new stunt people how to fight for the camera. <clears throat> you know what's hard, Rich, is teaching established martial artists how to fight for the camera. Now, why is that? It's because they're trying to apply martial arts you know, at real martial arts right. for the camera. And, you know, you can't hurt the talent if you're on that. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be asked to leave and never get, come back and, and never drive back there. You can't hurt the talent. The, the hard part, and I, and I had to learn it too before I actually started teaching. The hard part is, is you have to sell the shot, hit your marks, have that camera awareness at all times, even though, you know, little things go weird, you know, in a, in a fight choreography or whatever. Um, and you have to sell that shot as if you're throwing something with a hundred percent power with a hundred percent freak out mode or whatever, you know, panic that you're supposed to play in that part and not hurt each other. It's, it's all the talent you know, in that fight to make each other look good, you know? You know, um, it, it, it makes me think about hard. how, yeah, it makes me think about um, when Cynthia Rothrock um, talked about how um, her first um, time uh, uh, on, on scene with, um, with, with Sammo Hung, and, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and she kicked him, uh, do you remember, um, that um, 
that time when um, uh, when Cynthia Rothrock and James Wilson were were on, were on the show, and I was on the show as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they, Cynthia they Rothrock was talking about. Kong. They, they huh? hit hard in Hong. They hit hard yeah. in Hong Kong. There is no, right. <laughs> there is no, yeah. no camera tricks there. They 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 hit hard. You, Cynthia yeah. broke stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she was so worried because you know she talked about on, on how she was so worried about actually hitting you know hit, hitting him, and she ended up hitting him. <laughs> yeah. But you know it was just um, you know she talked about on how hard it was. Um, to, to to do it correctly, you know, and, yeah. and not get Sima Hung upset because she was doing kept on doing it wrong, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so I I can I can see you know from other people talking about on how hard it is, you know, it's you know definitely different, you know, from it's real definitely. life. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a, a different. It's a different mindset for sure, and so um uh and. And that's why I don't I don't I don't train outside of camera training for you know a lot only because I don't want to mess up my my brain. It's just it's that it's that difficult. I mean, there's so much to pay attention to, right? Uh, it, especially here in Hollywood, they don't like to be hit here in Hollywood. And I yeah, hit. you can't hit no, the target. <laughs> Yeah, I I will tag you. I will tag you, but and mm-hmm. people don't like hearing that. And I'm like, well, well, what are you? Are you a martial artist? Yeah. Are you trying to be are you trying, like you don't like me tagging you? I mean, when I say tag, understand the definition of that. That's not me hitting it. Yeah. Power. That's me. Me giving a nice little smack. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, yeah. But it's not. But it's not full power. But I'm like, right. yeah, and it's to sell the shot. So you know, you give the camera more. Um, also, give the camera more um, more options and whatnot. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, it's like, like it's you're like, it's like you're telling cow. me you're a martial artist and you can't, you don't like hitting, you don't like me tagging you. Well, who, who the fuck did you train with then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird to me. I love oh. this movie. Oh, I know. It's great. I swear to God. That's perfect. Well, I have a couple questions, though, Toy. I have a couple questions. How many times have you accidentally, not tagging people, but accidentally hit when you're not supposed to? And how many of those hits, to your recollection, were not your fault? Was that your the talent didn't hit the mark, didn't react properly, and you maybe over, not overextended, but they walked into the, the punch with their face? Has that ever happened to you? Uh. All the time, it happens all the time. Uh, both ways happens. All I mean, I have hit my fair share of people accidentally, and not just with my fist, but with swords. You know, um, and it, that is the worst feeling ever. You know, uh, as someone who is supposed to be controlled with their weapon. You know, right? Uh, uh, that is the worst feeling ever, and um, I've done that all the time. I've also been hit. I've also I actually, on my last shoot, broke my finger, you know, Ooh. and it's not, oh. it's not in a cast. It's not in a cast. It's just like, oh, my finger hurts. Oh, it's broken. Like, two weeks later, it's still hurting, and I, and I had no grip strength. Oh, it's, it's broken. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you know, and, you know, that was, that was nobody's fault. You know, that was uh, us, our ti- both of our, ti- our timing just kind of being off, and his elbow w- ended up where my fist was, so... So mm. I broke my hand, you know. 
So, uh, you know, that's nobody's fault. That happens all the time. And let me tell you, I mean, I, you know, I'm really good friends with a bunch of stunt people, like proper stunt people. And, um, you know, they'll they'll show me their bruises. Oh, yeah, the actor wanted, uh, needed, you know, you know, they act, most actors, again, have no body control because they have no body movement skills. Yeah. You know, they started hitting me, and they started hitting me, and I, and I just smiled. <laughs> and look at all yeah. these bruises I got on my arm and my body now. <laughs> you know, it happens all but, and they and they just have to be like, oh yeah, it's cool. I got an old, old I, you know, I grew, and you have to lie. So I grew up with a, a family of older brothers, you know. So ah, don't worry about it, you know. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. and, and you got to just shake it off. And you know, I have no older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I have no brothers. Period. Far for the I have no brothers. Period. Yeah. So um, you know, and I've heard that said to me before when I've hit people, and I'm like, uh. Shit. Well, you know that's funny that people. You know, it's it 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 it, it, it amazes me to hear that you know some martial artists you know will will complain about getting tagged uh, because you know and th- this is just what I've what I've noticed, Toy. Um, whether it's uh, young teenagers that aspire to be uh, World Wrestling Federation stars or martial artists that want to be the next great action star, a lot of times they either A, have not been in a real, you know, fight to to see what what um, being hit or body slammed feels like, but they still want to go out and be an action star. You know what I mean? Okay, so, and, so, so there's a difference there. Understand, please listen to what you're this is This is such a great, great, great point. Uh, I really wish people would hear this right now. They want to be a star. They don't want to work to be a martial artist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? They want yes, to yes. be the next Arnold. They want to be the next Dolph. They want to be the next, you know, Jean-Claude or Donnie Yen. But they have no idea what it feels like to break, break your arm or dislocate your knee or dislocate your shoulder, or break your hand, and just have to like walk it off and shake it off, and as my friend called it, the uh, pimp walk it off, you know? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, and just and just get up and do it, do do it fucking again, because yeah. the cameras are rolling and the set it's, and the and the cast is there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, because like you know, it, I I've met a lot of people younger people that want to be, you know, the next, you know, WEW or whatever the heck they call the wrestling federation now, um, you know, star, you know, and they, they and, and technically they know all the techniques and they, they can name off all the techniques if they ever saw them. Have they ever been suplexed or body slammed? Probably not. Same with those, these martial artists that aren't yet, you know, uh, uh, black belts yet are probably the quote unquote pretty boys. That people tell them, oh, you know, you should be in movies. And, okay, so they, they want to be the next great action star, but probably have not, you know, gotten their elbow hyperextended with a, you know, with a knee bar or been thrown to the ground and, you know, given a, a concussion. Or uh, I've got this funny story. I was doing just some B, uh, B film, and uh, we had to teach the, uh, these uh, company employees um, how to fight with these ninja type people right so i had like i only had 20 minutes to teach a woman how to fight with me and i'm like i don't know if i want to do this right they've never done this before no i tell you i never want to do it i never want to do it because i know i will be hit 
I know I yeah. will be hit. And that's what happened. I told her, okay, you know, you're going to grab my hair, but don't pull me around. I will do this for you. Just, just make your faces and grunt and do whatever, but I will do this. Well, cameras are rolling. I come jumping out of the window. She freaks out. You know, we start fighting. She biffs me in the, biffs me in the nose. I like blood running. And, and she grabs my hair and literally starts slamming me around, shoved my head right through a wall. <laughs> And it wasn't, and it wasn't a, a set wall. It was a wall inside a real wall? building. And I'm like, what the hell? So I kind of fell, you know, and, uh, and, I, and I literally couldn't get my head out. So I'm struggling, and I get my head out, and, you know, we get the camera uh, shot lined up, and she, like, gives, gets me with that right cross to knock me out. Boom! And I slide down, and I'm out, right? And then after, like, what seemed like 10 minutes, cut. And then I get up. I'm like, what the fuck? I think my nose is broken. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what exactly you can. Right. You cannot. You have to keep going. That's that's what people don't realize is that if your partner is killing you, and I mean killing you, like it sounds like your partner was, you can't stop. You got to keep going. Yeah, you got to keep, you can't like be like, you know, point referee, you know, come call a point. Exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in mixed martial arts. Um, you're going to get hurt, uh, but you keep going until. Yeah. Well, until, there's you know, a difference there, though. There's a difference there because if you've got MMA fighters going into the ring, they're going in agreeing to beat the crap out of each other already. You know, but then right. you've got these newbies out there, the ones that want to be the next great action stars that have never committed to getting slammed or whatever, that want to be the, you know, pretty boy stars. You know, they're not ready for that. They don't go in agreeing to get hit. And this is kind of what you know, I think Toy is talking about. Um, well, if you think about it, right, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar does both. Yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's both a, a mixed martial arts fighter with the with Zufa, the UFC, and mm-hmm. he's with the WWE. You know, right, right. Uh, so he does both. You know, and so you know he talks about the difference all the time. He, and he he even says, as big as he is. Um, um, he says he talks about how difficult how, how difficult that is to you know to separate the two you know from the acting mm-hmm. aspect from the real deal you know um, right because um, you know and he's a big boy you know he's he's huge you know um, you know there's even some controversy going on with him right now well anyway um, <laughs> you know it's um, you know he talks about you know um, <clears throat> that um you know. Um, in the um, in the octagon, you know, it, he gets hurt constantly, but he keeps going because he 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 implement. I mean, he um, he applies what he learns in um, in the WWE ring into what he does with the mixed martial arts, you know, mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. You know, he said that in an in, in an uh, interview. Uh, about a, uh, about six months ago, I, I saw an interview, um, and he talked about that. You know, that when he when he fights in the octagon, he uh, and he gets hurt. He he applies what he learns in the WWE ring, right? You know, right. So he keeps going, you know, and and vice versa, you know, because he wants to, you know, in in the WWE in the WWE ring, he wants to 
make it look real. Um, and obviously it's fake, but it's real techniques. Just you know, um, the 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 whole acting aspect. You know, he just um, you know, basically basically he he tries to show control with his, with 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 as much power and as much um, strength as he has. Um, you know, he says it's not easy. Um, and um, he says it's actually more difficult because of his size. Right. <clears throat> right. You know. Well, I mean, it's, now, it's, now yeah. uh, uh, Toy, where where do you train now? I know you you train uh, with Travis Wong. Do you train with him directly? No, um, I uh, Travis is not one of my coaches. I I do train martial arts tricking because it's good for camera. Oh, cool. Um, sure. Um, it's something. And also, you know, I'm not a gymnast of any sort. I've never been a gymnast, and it's my entree into some sort of acrobatic kind of movement skills. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Which is what I love. And um, and I, I am going to give a shout-out to Joining All Movement Jam, which is my gym. Um, I love that place. They have a great... They have they have probably the best tricking program in, in the world, I think. Right. It's, it's so well thought out and well... Um, and, and all about progression and all about not being hurt to, to learn mm. those huge things that they teach or that they do, a trickers do, um, um, but in a progressive manner, So, mm. um, which is fantastic. I'm all about progression. I am all about progression. I'd like to make so, a um, but like to my make Wushu a coach, mm-hmm. go ahead. Um, my wushu coach is uh, Guo Pei, and uh, she's like oh, she, she doesn't okay. she doesn't live here. She uh, she she lives here part of the time. Actually, she's mm-hmm. in town right now, and I'm probably gonna go train with her tomorrow. But um, get my ass whooped. But um, but yeah. um, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's always yeah sick. she's yeah <laughs> she um she kind of takes it easy with me, I think, only because uh you know I'm I'm not twelve. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put it. So I think she she even she she even just likes the fact that I do it uh, um, uh, at my age, you know, uh, which mm-hmm. most people have given up at this time, you know. Yeah, most people are retired uh, from Wushu at our age. <laughs> yeah, no, most people are retired from Wushu by the time they're twenty five. Twenty five, thirty. So I'm thirty. Far yeah. beyond. Yeah, so I'm well, far are, beyond. Isn't that, that what you are, Toy? Aren't, aren't you around nineteen? Yeah, that's right. That's totally right. <laughs> you got you just won I knew points. I wasn't you just won points with her. Right. <laughs> Toy, I, so, I, I would okay. like to make a suggestion uh, to you. Um, I would like to su- to uh, to suggest um, seek out Mike Chat. Um, he. Um, oh, I know. I know who Mike is. Yeah, I've, I've been okay. to one, a couple yeah. of seminars. Yeah, um, um, really, um, you know, talk with Mike about, um, about the tricking, um, for, for the screen, because, you know, um, as you know, not only is he, um, the the founder of XMA, but he's, um, you know, uh, an actor, you know, um, he's, um, you know, he's, he was a power ranger, you know, and, um, you know, so, um, but he's been doing martial arts his whole life. And, you know, and he's extremely 
talented when it comes to the tricking. Um, you know, um, you know, with, and with his um, with his huge XMA gym, you know, um, you might benefit. Uh, you know, um, as far as the tricking goes, for the um, you know, for the screen, you know, he's obviously very good, and you know, you know that, you know, so. Um, I just, you know, wanted to suggest that, you know, really talk to him about uh, about the tricking aspect, you know. Yeah, I'm actually friends with all of the instructors. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, who are your coaches again there, Toy? Because I guess yeah. one said you already had coaches. <laughs> yeah, I do have, I, I already have coaches. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Robert. But I do have coaches uh, and who I love. And, Wait a minute. I'm in How did you blame me for that? All your voices sound the same. <laughs> Except for oh, it's, a, it's a white guy. It's a white guy thing. Oh, yeah. We all look and sound the same. I was going to say, I don't sound like a white guy. <laughs> I better not sound like a white guy. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding, you guys. I love you. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You better. I tolerate you. <laughs> oh, I, I almost, like, dropped the F-bomb. I'm sorry. It's like, oh, my God. So... Oh, I want to remind our listeners of our phone number here. It's uh, what is our phone number? Three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. We are talking with Toy Lay, and we are all discussing the difference between stage combat or movie combat um, and real fighting. So right now we're um, we're in this um, kind of a discussion as far as like, expectations of what what people expect. You know, getting into the industry. Um, in comparison to what really goes on when the fan and the cameras are on and the sounds rolling. So give us a call. Uh, Bob, you had some questions and we, I don't know how we got off track. Well, I do know. How I, you know, I don't know either. <laughs> now, Tony, have you ever done anything that was not on camera? Like uh, let's say state combat. And do you feel that there is a difference in telling the shot with a live audience than on camera? You know, I, I, uh, I, yeah, that's a, that is a great question. God, you guys are so educated. <laughs> I have to think about these answers. <laughs> um, you know your shit. Okay, so I don't really do live shows. <laughs> I don't really do live shows on purpose mm-hmm. for exactly mm. that um. reason. They all look so fake to me, and I haven't seen something, and I haven't been able to figure out how to do a live show uh, with martial arts without pulling myself. And I always use myself as uh, as as a test, you know. Uh-huh. So if I was sitting sure. in the audience, if I was sitting in the audience, would I be pulled out of the believable? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, now, Toy, with the point being said, that would matter because you, you, you're on camera, you're dealing with angles and you're cheating the camera, you're doing all this to sell the shot. You're not going to be able to do that with a live audience unless somebody's got your cheating angle, right? Right. You, yeah, you can't because the audience can't move. 
right, right? like a camera can. So, wow. yeah, that's the wow. hard part. Wow, Toy, how you threw your voice in Rizzi's direction, I'll never know. No, I was, I was, just, I was just putting in a comment there. <laughs> I was just putting in a comment. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Somehow, somehow Toy's mic got, got um, muted. Go ahead, Toy. Sorry. Ah, okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shame on you guys. <laughs> um, so I, I have not been able to find a way to make it look realistic because you could say, okay, let's stack some shots, but then that would work for one section of seats, but not for all sections of seats. Exactly. Right? Right, right. So, you know, and, you know, that's the worst thing for me is to be, uh, as a viewer, to be watching something and then kind of be like, you know, being like, oh, this kind of sucks because I don't believe any of it. And right. I, I, you know, when it, especially when it comes to, you know, fight choreo and that kind of stuff, I am the biggest, the biggest, like, most horrible, you know, um, critic out there, you know, because I want it to always be, you know, uh, just some, something believable. Because if, it, if, if, it's, if it's not believable, you're just really taken out of the moment, you know. You're right. taken out of the story completely. And I don't like that. You know, I, you know, now coming from a director standpoint, I don't like watching movies where the, the, the story doesn't work. The story doesn't flow. Now, why am I mm-hmm. paying for this? What? You know, I mean, there's so many shitty movies out there, and you're going to tell me I can justify this just by, you know, uh, just, you know, because, just because, you know, it looks, the edit looks right. We'll just edit mm-hmm. like this, and it'll look right. Uh, no, your edit looks like shit, and it doesn't look right. So, <laughs> and, and you want me to pay, you know, $15 here in L.A., you know, $16, $15, right. to, to hear your justification of a shitty edit. Well, I'm not into yeah. that, you know. And I certainly wouldn't want to do it put on a, a live show where they're far more expensive tickets. They're like what thirty, forty dollars, and right. and right. and you're still trying to justify like, a, a, you know, um, being taken out of the story. No, I mean if I go see a story, I want to be completely taken out of my horrible life situation right now, and be entertained. Yeah, do you know what I mean. So um, I haven't been able to figure out how to do that. And until I, until I can, there is probably very little chance that I will be doing a live stage show. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. I mean, I just, Uh, I just don't think, I don't think I, I am capable of doing it. I'm not saying someone else isn't capable of doing it, but I don't think I am capable of doing it. So I just, I will leave right. it to somebody who's smarter than me yeah. to deal with it. Not right. Bad. Well, it just sucks, no, though, to watch no. people fall down after someone just wipes you, you know, three feet away from your face, and you just, ah, you fall. I hear you. It sucks. It's not believable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not believable, and it's very difficult for me, especially with my background, to just accept that, you know. Yeah. You know, toy, let's talk about... Let's talk about prepping. Let's talk about blocking out a fight for a second. What kind mm-hmm. of prep work do you need to, uh, like, for example, do you need to know the director's uh, ca- camera angle that he's going to put the camera to be able to sell that fight? What is your steps in blocking out a fight? 
Okay, so uh, this is how we usually do it. Um, you know, if we're lucky, we get rehearsal time. <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> right. So, you know, I oh, we try to look at the location and just kind of, you know, square off some space to m- make it that's the location. Um, and then plus um, plus whatever um, natural um, things are there, like, you know, you might have a stairwell or you might have a wall or you might have a, you know, so you, we just kind of block it out for all that. You might have a, uh, you know, if you're lucky, you get to talk to the uh, production designer and you'll you'll know whether or not there's going to be furniture. <laughs> oh, um, right. And then, okay. Yeah, you need to know if there's going to be furniture. Uh, if you're lucky, if you're even luckier, you get to actually have props, <laughs> like uh, you know, break breakaways and and that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, that's if you're super lucky. Um, and and so you can kind of work that shit out like in your in your rehearsal time. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody knows during rehearsal. I mean, if you're talking to stunt people, I mean pro stunt people, everyone knows that that okay this is what we're planning but but be prepared that it's going to change right you know unless of I, I, I you know even even on the um not that I've ever been on a marvel feature but I'm pretty sure you know because I watch all of their because they're they're a bunch of them are my friends so um I watch all of their their practice things on uh practice clips on um Facebook and they and a lot of them it's great it's great to watch you're like wow that's how they practice it's awesome you know you see you learn a lot that way um but I'm sure that things change also on set for them too I mean they I'm trying because there's such a huge production I'm, I'm sure they try to mitigate that to a very bare minimum um mm-hmm. but um but um but I'm sure there are changes there oh you know our we couldn't get uh, this furniture piece broke and we couldn't get a replacement. So we, we have something else and it's completely different dimensions, you know, or, um, you know, the prop guys aren't finished for this in time or, um, or guess what? We lost our location and we have to go shoot somewhere else now. What? Mm-hmm. <coughs> you know, oh, I mean, shooting right. is tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. that's, that's happened to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, so, you know, but so you just have to understand to make changes, you know, and that's why, you know, here's, here's the very interesting part of tricking is is that, um, so I, I started tricking as, you know, just for, to give me an entree into, into acro, which is not at all my strong suit. And, um, and, um, they don't, uh, I don't know if, if, you know, if you're not familiar with tricking, you only do one side. So you only ever do, if you're right-handed, you're pretty much only ever doing a right roundhouse and a left hook. Mm-hmm. You're, you're never doing exactly. a left roundhouse or a right hook. Sounds you're like we should jump it. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, you know, you know what's funny is my, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because my coach laughs at me because I say we should do the other side now. And she lets me yeah. do it. Does she? You know, she she, but she, like, but she laughs at me. She's like, oh, you know, Toy, she's just doing her other side thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's extremely important, you know? It's like, well, okay, in the case that you've lost your furniture piece or you've lost whatever or you've lost, you know, and, and, and you've choreographed this huge thing and you've choreographed a huge big trick finale, oh, we got to do it. We got to move the camera to the other side. Can you do it on the other side? No. Okay. Well, then what the fuck use are you? 
Right. I'm not going to change the whole set around everybody except for you so I can get the other side so you could just trick on your one side. Right, right. Exactly. You know, that's retarded. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of my time tricking on both sides, learning how to trick on both sides. Um, so, that's yeah, really I mean, those are the kind of adjustments. Yeah, I believe that doing everything on both sides in martial arts and um, in acting and um, you know in, um, in in everything that we do in in in, li- in everyday life is a very important thing because the reality is is if you're right-handed you, and you you fall down and break your you break your you know your your right wrist you know what are you gonna do you gotta be able to write with your left. You got, no, yeah, you got to do something else. <laughs> yeah, you got you to adapt. You know, you got to adapt, and we're not and we're not gonna and nobody will want to spend wait another two hours to reset the shoe so that you could trick on one side, or you could fight right. on one side. You know, so um, it. Uh, I recently, uh, I, I every once in a while I'll do a boxing class with my friends, and um, she was surprised that uh, that. Uh, uh, and and other people when we were you know we were kind of training in a round robin whatever that I would switch my feet all the time and, and based upon what was I uh, advantageous mm-hmm. um, right and then and then we looked down like oh she just turned southpaw they had no idea I had tr- done southpaw because nothing changed like the, my my form hadn't changed mm-hmm. the power that hadn't changed the the, what my technique hadn't changed. It looked the same, just on the other side, uh, and um, and uh, and it took them a while to understand that I actually changed my feet. Like it wasn't like they, I changed my feet and they noticed right away. It was like you know, change my feet and like you know, right. maybe natural thirty to forty five seconds later. Yeah, thirty to forty five seconds later, I was like, oh, she changed her feet. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, well, you know, I mean, that's that's the level has to be at. You have to be like, I changed my feet because it's more advantageous for me to change my feet right now, to in this fight, in to to to, to do this fight, to to change my feet, and and so be it. And that's just the way it is. Oh, oh, and by the way, I changed my feet. You know, <laughs> and that's the way. It, and that's the way it has to be when you're on set. I think you know, uh, because if you don't do that, then you get into these problems. Right. The you ability know, like, to be oh, flexible. Well, yeah. Right. You know, right. so uh you know, it's good you know, it's good that it's okay, uh I find that it's okay that um if I'm fighting someone else, that if they can't change their feet it's okay because I can only change my feet and adjust for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not good if both people can't change their feet. Right. <sighs> right. You know right, right, sure. <laughs> so uh you know, I've never really run into a problem only because I'm the one who can always change the feet. You know what I mean? So, uh, so, uh, my adjustments to camera work, uh, work quickly and well because I can always change my feet at least. In in tricking though, you know, do, do, do coaches in tricking only teach one side and the, the, the uh, practitioner well, no, should no. choose to stay on one side. Is that oh, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, in um, yeah, in uh, my my tricking class, I I I'm in the CMA program, which is the Cinematic Martial Arts program, and it was founded by this guy Daniel, um, Daniel Perez, Dan Perez, who is freaking oh, uh-huh. phenomenal. This guy has spent a lifetime, a lifetime learning how to trick on both sides. I mean, he's known mm-hmm. for it. 
and so it was, it was really cool because it was just like, you know, if you wanted to trick on the other side, you could. And no one ever says you have to trick on this side or you have to trick on the other side. No one ever says that, you know, just like just pick mm-hmm. your side. What they say is pick your side. And in the beginning, stick to one side. But then, you know, just when you get when you get a little bit more knowledgeable, you can trick on whatever side you want to. Um, mm. And in fact, a lot of my tricking uh, combinations involve both sides. So I'll switch in the middle just for fun. <laughs> And you know, that would actually get you a lot, a, a lot of points if you were doing a, um, um, like an extreme, um, open hands form or an extreme on, uh, weapons form, you know, on, you know, that would definitely get you a lot of points, um, in the XMA world. Uh, that would, there would be. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not used to wow. seeing that. Yeah, exactly. They're not used to seeing right. that. Although it's becoming way more prevalent now uh, because they're starting to realize how important it is. For, like, uh, the people who trick to uh, to um, augment their stunt life, they're realizing how important it is to do it and be able to do it on both sides. So it has been more of a, more of a thing to, to, to build trick on both sides. Um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, a lot of my, um, so a lot of my, for example, drill, uh, choreo drills and just drills, kicking drills might, uh, will have a lot of, um, both-sidedness to it. And, um, so we'll do two or three, uh, if I do a choreo drill, and when I, I talk about choreo drill, it's more like, it's not just a kicking combination drill where you do maybe, uh, three or four hits, but you might end up doing, like, five or six, you know, hits. Four is my minimum kind of when I train drills. Four is my minimum. Uh, mm. And then I, I go up to try to go up to eight. It depends on how tired I am or not. Um, uh, but, you know, they'll always involve kind of direction, directional changes because that's what happens, you know, and you have, you have mm. to be ready for it. Right. Now, I have a question, though, Time. This is a Bob Deal question, so Rusty's going, oh, my God, what is he going to ask for now? <laughs> <laughs> Got my finger on the button here, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. Because my, my mind just works this way. Have you ever been told a piece is a breakaway and used it on a, a, an actor, a stuntman, and, and discovered that it was not? Oh, that's actually a good question. Uh, yeah, I personally have never had that experience. I know people. Okay. <laughs> I know the, that's a real two by four. That, that ranks that ranks as sticky as Brandon uh, Brandon Lee on the Crow. I mean, that's just right. cool. That person will get fired. Yeah. You know. Um, so I, you know, I was kidding, but stuff like that actually does happen. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because they always have two pieces on set. You're or three sometimes to make one piece. You know, they have the hero, quote, the hero blade or the hero piece, you know, where that's for close-ups right. and it's all glinty and all steely and all, you know, all beautiful and um, all sharp-looking. Um, and then there's the, um, the uh, you know, the foam rubber version, you know, that they don't use for close-ups but they use for the actual fight. And then there might be the breakaway or, or the retractable that you know when somebody gets hit or hurt it actually does something in the physical world you know what I mean so um, 
and yeah, I mean that's the problem is is that's that's what happens when you aren't paying attention and you know people die, you know. So yeah. they're trying to not do that quite so much these days. <laughs> that's good. I mean, you know, you prop know? masters. I mean, you know, the prop master is a really important you know position. I it's think it's a totally I mean, important job, yeah. and it's totally stressful in my opinion. <laughs> well, like, yeah, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine. Toy. Okay, this is the real sword. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, Toy, you're leaving Wednesday for San Diego. What are you doing? Ah, yes. Yeah, so my film, uh, Boxer, which I I directed and I wrote it, uh, it's in Comic-Con. So oh, right uh, I got into Comic-Con. Yeah, got into Comic-Con. So I'm really, really excited to be able to screen it there. Um it started off its fest run at the Ethereal Film Night, which is which is an amazing, amazing festival, and um, it's it's very under the radar. People who are in the festival business don't even know it, which is kind of surprising. But if you do know it, you know how how amazing and prestigious it is. So I feel really, um, really blessed that you know these are the these are so far the two biggies that um this my film is um is is showing in. Mm-hmm. Uh now is it prior to release or has it been released in theaters and independence? No, no, no. I mean it's plan? a short it's a short you know and I'm actually gonna post a trailer onto your thing. On your on your page. Oh, cool. oh cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, um, yeah so um it's a it's a short but uh so it doesn't Shorts don't really get releases in theatrical re- releases, no. mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. But um, uh, but it you know it, it it's playing in um, it's playing at different festivals and different uh, different uh, you know um, different screenings, having different screenings and whatnot like that. So had one last night oh, actually. Cool. Uh, in, in New Jersey. Yeah, do you have to go to this, do you have to go to all travel to all these screenings? I mean, San Diego is not a bad travel for you, but yeah. New York, no, Chicago, I don't have whatever. to, but I would love to, yo. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I should probably start a GoFundMe page. There you, yeah, right. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love I would love to be there at every screening. I'm so I'm so proud of this film. It's just such a. Um, it's not because it's, I'm not just proud of, you know, my work. I'm proud of everyone's work that has done this, that, that was involved with this, um, that was involved with, with, with the film. Because mm-hmm. this film was done for a 72-hour contest. Now, if you can imagine, it's already hard enough to make a film, but to make a film in 72 hours and then to make an award-winning film in 72 hours, I mean, that's like, that's like hitting a lotto. Yeah. If I right, you know, right. if I, you know, I, I mean, not not that I, if I do say so myself, kind of thing, but really, I mean, to me, that's like kidding the lotto. I mean, that that you could come up with, uh, that a person could come up with uh, an idea, a story idea, that is compelling enough that, um, that it would be an award-winning story, um, mm-hmm. and that you had a team that pulled together in the most kind of pressure cooker of all situations and was able to make, make it happen, you know, at at a, at a, at a, at a a pretty high level. I mean, it's, to me, that's amazing. 
I, 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 don't, I don't even understand that. It's like, so I am deeply grateful to the team because clearly, I mean, if I, I can't make a, a film in a black box by myself. Like, it's not just me. It's never going to be just me. So, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I, if I could go to every single screening, I would. I would. Right on. Very cool. <clears throat> so is, is that is that your purpose for solely your purpose for Comic Con? Is for the screening for the for for uh, the boxer? Yeah, that's that truly is kind of the only reason. I uh, you know I have to kind of say I'm not a big fan of Comic Con, <laughs> the actual event. I don't I don't like <laughs> a lot of fanboys. <laughs> yeah, I don't like fanboy sweat on me. <laughs> <laughs> and that, oh my god! <laughs> it kind of oh, that's me classic. But, oh my god! That was classic. That, well, it's true. I mean, it's like anywhere. You know, you Is go in right? okay, I'm not lying, right? I'm not. I'm right? not. No. I'm not being I mean. I'm just saying what it is. Yeah. No. I. That's why I don't go to very many. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I go to something over here in Seattle called SakuraCon, and it's like anime and, you know, it, but it's just a bunch right. of fan people, right? And, you know, all dressed up like at Comic-Con, uh, but, you know, when you when you get just that one fanboy that just lives, eats, breathes, you know, it, it just it makes, right. you know, it makes you feel dirty. <laughs> you <know? laughs> well, you know, I... You know, well, I, I I, I love the fans. It's not it. I love it yeah. when people get the film or get any of my films because it's always such an honor when people get your film. It's already such a right. hard medium to work in. But when, when they get it and it has an it has impact, it changes or it somehow changes their life. Like, man, you made me want to work out. How's that? I was like, oh, yeah. that's awesome, you know. Or, man, I totally think, when, when you know, the story boxers about a, a single mom. And I had several women come up to me who were who were single moms saying, thank you so much for writing a story about a single mom because they never have stories written about them. Right. You know? That's so, what, do you uh, your, your, what do you think your favorite film that you did was? Your favorite one? Okay, so there's a film called The Spider and the Bird, which I love that film. Just the emotional impact uh, mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Everybody hates it. No one will screen it. It's been rejected from at least 30 film festivals. Whoa. I think it's like, yeah, for, it's like if there was a, a balance in the war, energy of film festivals, like it's like boxers taking all of the energy from Spider. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I love the Spider and the Bird, and I keep apologizing to my team for that. I'm saying, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get, nobody will screen it. And I don't know why, because I watch it, and I, it could be just I'm too close to it, you know. It ha- actually has no action in it. It just has me holding a gun, you know, like, that, that to me is not action. I know some people think that that's action. It's like, nah, just holding a gun. There's no movement involved. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, so it's basically a heavy, heavy drama, and um, uh, and no one will screen it. One, wow. I'm sorry, one festival did screen it. Wow. One festival did screen it, yeah. So uh, I just finished another film literally yesterday. 
or two days ago, um, and that is for the interpretations contest. And so um, I'm gonna. There's a there's a contest cut, and I'm gonna start working on the director's cut after Comic Con, where uh, where I adjust it. So I'm gonna make this film so it's kind of a little bit more proper. Um, but you know, I'll show you that one later too. We'll see oh, how cool, it does. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it does. I don't know. We'll you know. I I you know I, you I, know, I, I have no I have no I have yeah, I have no understanding. I was reading that picture you post. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> I keep stepping on. But go ahead. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> yeah. No, I have no idea why people like films or why they don't. Because if it were up to me, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would um, program Spider and the Bird in every every festival. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Now I got to ask Toy. The, the the picture that you chose to highlight boxer, which you, you had on your on your profile page for a really long time, where you're all mm-hmm. jacked up. Yeah. What happened at that picture? How did that picture come up? That's actually the first frame of the movie. So you have to watch the film. Yeah. That's actually <laughs> like, the first frame of the in, movie. I've never been invited. <laughs> <laughs> That's a subtle hint. <laughs> I think I think I asked you to come to this theory film night because Etheria was in Santa Monica. I'm pretty sure I asked oh, you to come think, to Etheria. I I asked everybody. I, I asked everybody come to Etheria. I think you're full of shit. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look. The next time it screens in LA, I will let you know. How's that, Robert? Please do. Please. <laughs> See, now, now you know, Rusty. I'm very subtle when I say stuff like that. I know, right? I would slide down to see it. I would, I would slide down to see it. I mean, like you know, the, the, just your cover photo. I'm like, if this is the first friggin' frame, you know, frame of, of the right? movie, I want to fucking see it. You know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, because it that looks really is, cool. It, yeah, it, uh, well, I mean, the makeup artist did an amazing job. She. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. So it, it's just you know. Beautifully done. Uh, like I said, the whole team pulled together to really, you know, really, um, really make it something fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, within a very short period of time. So, so I'm very, very happy about that film. You know, right? Now, how long did it take you to write it? Uh, well, you know, I am the queen of five-minute films. Literally, I. It takes right me about. On. It's very weird. I could sit here. I could have a, a converse, My next conversation over coffee with you. I'll do it for you. I'll uh, come up with an idea and I have the whole thing written in my head. After, by the time the coffee is done. That's so bad. Really. That's yeah. Bad. So that's exactly <laughs> basically. That's exactly basically what happened. Um, you know. Um, uh, actually, it was funny. That was when I first met my boxer friend, the one who I said, you know. Um, with surprise, I was going southpaw. I first met her like right around that time period, and so, like, you know, um, th- this thing was going through my head. Well, what you know, she's female, um, and she's a boxing coach. And what if she came home with all these, you know, from a fight, and her face is all jacked and whatever? And um, what would if she had? She doesn't have any kids, but what if she had kids? What would her kids say? And that's mm-hmm. how that film came about, literally. Because then I reversed wow. it. Well, what if it wasn't true? <laughs> what if she was lying? Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> you know, which she was, you know, so, um, uh, so, uh, uh, and that's exactly how that film came out, you know, and, and I basically wrote it, uh, in the time it took me to type. If I could type any faster, it would be written in 10 minutes. If I could wow. type even faster, it would be written in five minutes, you know. And I just had this really weird ability to do that. You know, like a spider and the bird also was basically written in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Wow. This, uh, this interpretation thing that I just finished, the story came out and it was even easier because they, they, the, the, the contest is that they give you the script, they give you the lines, and you just write you write a movie of, with those those oh. very, four, very very four specific lines, you know. So I didn't have to write anything. I just had to come up with a story, and that came out. And like, I mean, literally, the story came together in five minutes. And so, but it took me you know about twenty minutes to write it all down in a script. Very cool. Wow. So I had this really weird ability to do that so um they very very talented yeah it doesn't yeah i don't know i don't know what that's that's about i don't it's it's not you know what actually i kind of do know what that's about i I figured it out after a long after a period because i thought the first time i did that my first film i wrote called the wedding you know i did that with the wedding and i was like oh maybe maybe i just got lucky you know <laughs> I just got lucky, and that's how all my films are going to be. Like you know, or, or uh, it just this one film is going to be. You know, I can write it in twenty minutes, but you know, uh, but maybe uh, you know the other films are going to take. You know, paint be tortured, torturous. You know, um, but no, that's just basically the way all my films have been. You know, like I've I've done like six six things now, and they've all been that quick. Um, and it, it it's because I used to be a musician, and I used to write. Um, um, Pop songs, three, you know, three, three and a half minute pop songs all day long. Wow. And it's the same thing. Wow. You know, like when you write, when you write three minute pop songs, you have to create an entire, you have to create an entire um, world. Right. In three, in three minutes, you have to explain the entire situation in three minutes and how you feel about it and and what's going to go on or what's going what's been happening or what, what what has happened or what will happen. You know, you have to explain the mm-hmm. whole thing in three minutes, and with re- and you have very little verbiage to be able to explain it in. Right. Think about it. You have mm-hmm. two two maybe three verses, one chorus, and right. maybe a. Yeah, and you, and you have to be able to explain that entire thing in three minutes, an entire story. And so I, that's what I used to do. I used to write pop songs all day long. I used to be a musician. So this this kind of innate, uh, you might call it talent, but I think it was just a honed skill after years and years and years of writing pop songs. So it's the same thing. It's just now mm-hmm. I just translate it to a visual medium as, as opposed to, um, you know, just music. An audio. Right, right. Wow, yeah. very cool. You know, I've been called the king of five minutes for a really long time, and now I look, it's probably something different, and it probably wasn't compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, oh God. Okay, it gets one of these. It gets one of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new shot. Wow. Oh my God, I can't believe you have that. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I usually have it on the it's the front button on my on, on my board, and it wasn't. And I'm like, where's the where's my button? <laughs> oh lordy, That's hilarious! I can't believe you have that. <laughs> she has that for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's just for him. <laughs> yeah. Because every oh, once man. in a while, I see some funny shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's another thing. She's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to, I used to have like sound effects also. That was, uh, there was one that, uh, that said, "That's crazy." You're kind of like the Jim Cramer. You're the the Jim Cramer of the martial arts talk world. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. You know who Jim Cramer is? She used to have Fred Sanford that said, "Yo, you big dummy." It was big <laughs> dummy. Yeah. That's exactly it. He says if he says something weird. I just I just have my finger over the buttons when he starts to tell a story. I'm like, okay, which button do I push? Look at some Yeah. <laughs> we are not the Sunday Talk Show. That's not us. Well, we've only got uh, a left our show. So um, as we wrap up, um, if you have any advice. For any young women that are looking to get into the film industry, or you know any uh, or any career within film stage, what advice would you give them? Keep working at it. It actually does. It's actually way simpler than most people give it credit. Mm. The people who don't really want to do it, so I, number one, do it because you love it. That's the absolute number one piece of advice that I give to mm-hmm. anybody. And that's not just for the business. That's for anything that you do in life. Do it because mm-hmm. you love it. Train martial arts because you love it, not because your mom says you have to do it or because you want to look cool. Do it because right. you love it. Right? Uh, if you want to, um, if you want to, um, I don't know, if you have a fascination with plumbing and pipes, do it. Do it because you love it. And, you know, don't not do it because someone says not to do it. You know what I mean? Right. You know, be a plumber. Be Do it because you love it. Don't mm-hmm. worry about the money. It's not about the money. It's certainly not about the fame. Um, that's the first number one piece of advice. Number two, if you do indeed love it, then just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Be open. Be open to um, what people are saying. Um, because every day somebody tells you something that will get you one step further. Okay? Mm-hmm. And number three is you have to be patient. You, you, This whole thing about being discovered and, you know, being a star, over, an overnight sensation, is bullshit. It's a lie. It happens mm-hmm. once, once every, you know, ten years. So, mm-hmm. and it's probably, the odds are, it's not going to be you, all right? Mm-hmm. Just get up that. If it is you, then that's just gravy train. You know what I mean? That's not like, right. just, you know, but don't expect it to be you. If it happens to don't expect it to be you, but if it happens to you, just count your blessings, mm-hmm. you know? But if, <clears throat> but if it's not you, it doesn't matter. Just be patient because you're doing it because you love it. You know, and then also be grateful to everyone who's ever helped you on your way because there is 
that Starbucks barista might have might have said something that clicked something into your brain or turned you into beast mode. Mm-hmm. And then you were unstoppable. Then you became unstoppable, and that's what that's what made you start getting auditions and booking auditions. Does that make sense? Right, right. Very cool. And I, and I would actually say that about again about any any profession or any hobby or any person you choose to love. You know, mm-hmm. I would say that that probably works across everything. Right on. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, Rusty, Toy Lay will call me out. She's one of the few women that I know that will call me out on my bullshit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afraid of you, Robert. <laughs> I only I slap know, them. Right? <laughs> I don't say nothing. I just slap them. <laughs> but I was giving a text from Rusty during the show twice. She has to meet you next time she's down here in four weeks if you're available. Four weeks? Yeah, she'll be down here from Seattle. She lives in Seattle, and she'll be down here in four weeks. Yeah, I live live in Seattle. I'm going to be coming down in about four weeks. I think we should all get together and have a beer. I would love it. I would love it. I think it would be fun. I mean, I don't drink. I don't drink, but... um, Well, okay, coffee. I'll watch you drink. (laughs) Something. Let's do lunch. I'll watch you drink. (laughs) I would love it. I would love it. Come, please. That would be awesome. Okay. Awesome. Yay. Thank well, you so we, much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. It was a great discussion, and I'm really glad we got into this this particular subject because just lately I've been meeting a lot of uh, young people um, here in Seattle that, you know, like I was talking about earlier, they want to get into WWE or they want to be the next action film star because just because they can trick or just because they do martial arts or whatever. They just assume that, oh, I can do martial arts, so I can be in a martial arts film, you know, and it's kind of like, eh, it yeah, no. Let me, let me clarify that. You know, the, you know. Once I started going down, you know, training for camera again, you know, it was, it was, it was a transition, and I had to break habits. You know, it took me like about three or four years to break some of those habits from the traditional stuff. Three or four years—that's mm-hmm. a long time. And sometimes I still see me doing some really stupid, bad not camera friendly things. I mean mm-hmm. a quick app like application wise in the ring and self defense it'd be perfect. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the technique wasn't bad. I'm just saying it doesn't work for camera. Exactly. So and I still happened two days after a decade of training strictly for camera. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot of it's a lot of work. It's a transition and you know let me let me clarify. I'm not the most graceful person out there. I'm not the most athletic person out there. So, you know, it could take me longer than someone who is far more talented physically than me, you know, but it still takes time. It still it still needs work. It still needs, you know, love 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 and love and attention. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. So. Very, Very cool. cool. Yay, yay. Well, thank you again, Toy, for, for joining us. And thanks, Rich, for calling in and yeah, asking you. great You're questions. And stuff thank like you, guys. That. I really appreciate, appreciate me having me on the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was great having you. Yeah. Let's, uh, uh, we, if we have another subject that has to deal with uh, 
like directorial anything or whatever, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll uh, keep you in mind, definitely. But uh, I look forward yeah, to meeting please. you in about four weeks. Call, call, you know, That'd be great. I can't wait. Awesome. All right. Okay. Well, take care, Toy. Bye, take care, Rich. And thanks, Bob, again. And uh, join uh-huh. us next week. Thanks, Rusty. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Toy. It was... You guys are great. Okay, Thanks, bye, Rich. guys. Bye. You're welcome. And bye, bye, everybody. Bye. And that was Toy Lay, and uh, Rich is a frequent listener, and he called in. And uh, join us next week as we have, wait, ne- what's the date next week, Bob? Is that the 24th? I was going to say that we were going to have Malia Bernal on, but wait a minute. I don't. Let me look at the calendar here real quick. Uh, what's next? That is the 24th. So next week. We will have Malia Bernal, who we spoke to at the beginning of the show. We're going to talk a little bit more about her career um, and her standing as one of the pioneers of um, the uh, United States Open Tournament Circuit. So stay tuned for that. Next week we'll be on at 6 p.m. next week, and we're going to be talking to one of the legends, Malia Bernal. We'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.